Why do we exist? Were we created with a purpose? Or are we just here by chance? What are we to believe about life, faith, and worldview? Welcome to The Universe Next Door, focusing on answers to the questions we all consider. The Universe Next Door is supported by the C.S. Lewis Society, Trinity College of Florida, and supported by gifts from listeners just like you. Discover more resources and continue the conversation at apologetics.org. And now, your host, the research professor of Bible and theology at Trinity College of Florida, author and speaker, Dr. Tom Woodward. Welcome to The Universe Next Door, and thank you for being here with us today. Uh, We are very excited to jump into some brand new uh, news in our own ministry and in the world of apologetics. Dr. Woodward, are you excited about this? I'm beyond excited. I'm exuberant. I can't... uh keep still. I was actually teaching some new breakthroughs to my intelligent design class here at Trinity College of Florida on the north side of Tampa Bay, and the students were tuned in. They were like uh, super ready to take it to the even friendly skies. Um, You know, one of the students is a flight attendant, and I think we need to have her on the program to share how she's using the intelligent design movement and their discoveries to build a bridge to her fellow flight attendants who are hardcore agnostics or at least skeptical of a creator. So I think that would make, make a great future program, if that's okay with you, Nick. I think that would be awesome. And, and really, I think that's one of the most rewarding things about teaching is when you get those kind of stories where they say, yeah, I actually used that material uh, and it made a difference in somebody's life in some way. Amen. That's it's just tremendous. And uh, speaking of upcoming Um, you know, exciting moments uh, right here at our Universe Next Door program. I mean, we have periodically interviewed, you know, the great Jonathan Wells, author of Icons of Evolution, you know, the author of the myth of junk DNA, and he did a great work on um, zombie science, and that's actually going to be the name of his webinar coming up a week from now, actually a little bit less than a week, uh, it's coming Thursday, So you can actually go on our website, apologetics.org, and sign up to receive the link, the Zoom link, uh, for live. It's going to be, you know, 7.30 on the East Coast and kind of 6.30 Central, et cetera. And I'm I'm pretty thrilled that, you know, um, again, a stature of somebody of the stature of Jonathan Wells is linking with us here at the C.S. Lewis Society. I think that's just awesome. What do you think? No, it really is. We've had some really cool guys uh, take part in these seminars and everything. So it's just a real blessing, and it's an awesome opportunity, not just for us, but for anyone uh, who partakes in it. Exactly. And, of course, we already uh, have there at apologetics.org. Just uh, look for the link to our webinars. You'll see that we have the YouTubes are already posted for my interview with Michael Behe, and that went extremely well. That was just uh, recently, a little over a week ago. And we also have the YouTube links uh, for my interview. Actually, it was a presentation followed by an interview uh, with Steve Meyer. He did a fabulous job of featuring his new book that is just uh, cascading across the world uh, with its impact of the, the God hypothesis. The return is definitely returned. The return of the God hypothesis uh, is his work, and it's out. It's available. You need to get that tool and we also have the YouTube link for a fabulous off-the-chart interview with John Lennox, and that was one for the ages. I just, uh, I, I was really moved at the end. What did you think? 
No, I thought so too. And um, when Stephen Meyer was down here just a couple years ago for the banquet, I, I think he's one of the most intelligent people I've ever met in my life. I was like, should I even talk? Like, this guy just knows so much more than I... <laughs> it's, it must have been what meeting Albert Einstein would have felt like. Exactly. And so we're thinking, okay, well, maybe if we get close to him, uh, some of it will rub <laughs> off. The haze of the, or the halo, by God's grace, uh, yeah. will uh, boost our IQ points a, a few notches higher. Well, I, I am excited today to talk about tools for our toolkit. Uh, we might think of these as um, our, our latest new weapons to fight the falsehood that's out there in the world of education and the world of culture. And I was showing my students that Gunther Beckley, this expert in fossil dragonflies, and this is a, a major university museum he was at, Stuttgart, Germany, um, based there in Germany, he had no religious inclination. He was, uh, simply, simply put, he was an agnostic. He was not raised uh, in a Christian home. He was not baptized in the German Lutheran Church or any church. And as a young man, he just followed his heart and his desire of his mind, and that is to study nature. And he became this world-renowned expert fossil dragonflies and was actually involved in a display attacking intelligent design at his museum where he worked in his study of dragonflies. And that's when he made the fateful decision to read the book Darwin's Black Box by Lehigh biologist Mike Behe. And when he did that, he was just amazed. He, it wasn't what he expected. It wasn't some religious fanaticism. It was carefully reasoned scientific um, arguments that based on the new data, the extreme, the almost hard to describe intricate machine-like complexity that you see everywhere in living cells, that this is a um, direct inference to design because no one in the world has the slightest idea how a step, blind step-by-step -step Darwinian process could piece together multi-part machines when the function which would give you survival, the function is only attained when all the parts, whether they be six or 132 or 498, un until all those parts are in place, there is no function. And so um, when Beckley, when Gunther Beckley there in Germany read this book, it shocked him to his core. He read another book by, by Bill Dembski. He read another by Steve Meyer. That book had just come out. And eventually he contacted quietly discreetly, privately contacted the scientists of intelligent design, said, he could he begin a discussion? And again, in a, on a personal basis, he found these gentlemen to be very reasonable, very uh, wonderful to, to talk with as he shared his doubts, his beginning of doubts of, about Darwin that were based on the science that he was seeing for the first time. He had never read any of these arguments because he had, he had just assumed, that's oh, that's just religious claptrap. And so as I was showing the students uh, what was happening uh, with uh, both the good news that Beckley now is working with the Discovery Institute and is helping to do research in this area, the, the horrific news, the very tragic news, is that Wikipedia and other, you might think of them as media powerhouses, have quietly erased him from the Internet. So the information on his work as a world-renowned, world-leading expert on fossil dragonflies, you cannot find it anywhere. He has been erased, or if you want to use the phrase, he's been canceled. 
And so in an environment like this, we need good tools. I think, Nick, you would agree with me. You work with young people all the time. They need good tools in their toolkit. They need, if you will, weapons to fight falsehood. Yes, and they need to know how to use them. Exactly. They need some skill. They need some um, Padawan training, uh, to use the phrase from a series of movies. Uh, but what we're going to do today is we're going to just talk about some of the amazing tools that are out there that are, have become available. And one of the tools, and um, if I can just shift to the area of historical apologetics, and we haven't actually talked about this author, this apologist much, but I would like to really see if we can't get him on our program here in the next uh, month or so. He has agreed to do one of our webinars in the fall, and his name is J. Warner Wallace. And he, of course, has been featured in God's Not Dead 2. He's one of those that takes the witness stand in that movie, a very fine film. And Cold Case Christianity, I'm holding in my hand. Uh, I actually read it not long ago with a group of attorneys and businessmen. We get together every other week, or we did before COVID hit. Now we meet by Zoom. But we would um, get together for a cup of coffee at a local eatery in downtown Tampa, and we would read uh, either a chapter or a couple chapters each, each time together. We'd read through a Christian book. And when we hit cold case Christianity, it was like suddenly entering a gold mine, the likes of which you rarely see in your entire life. So uh, one of the prime tools I'd like to just off the bat here in historical apologetics, we've been talking about scientific apologetics and just the whole science of intelligent design, but I would like to feature, and again, uh, we, we'll see what we can do before he's on our webinar in the fall, uh, just to, to see if we can uh, do a, an interview, an update with the great, uh, he's at the top of his game, J. Warner Wallace. And this, the subtitle of Cold Case Christianity is A Homicide Detective Investigates the Claims of the Gospels. And uh, I think, again, Nick, you would agree with me uh, that a, when you have a guy who lived a good chunk of his life, as J. Warner Wallace did, uh, on the other side, on the atheist side, mm -hmm. and is almost dragged kicking and screaming into the kingdom of God, kingdom of God by the evidence, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. It reminds me a little bit of Lee Strobel, except you know, he was more of a, a what a journalist, and um, yes, yes. I think Jay Warner Wallace was more involved in the detective forensic type stuff. Exactly. You you hit the nail on the head there, and of course Jay Warner Wallace uh, as a cold case homicide detective, uh, and of course he's now described on the back of his book as a Christian case maker. That is, he makes the case. For the, for the rootedness in, in very solid historical fact of our faith in Christ as, as Lord and King of the universe, the, the Creator God, who stooped down so much out of love and grace to take our burden of sin and paid for it fully on the cross and rose again, blasting to smithereens uh, that, uh, that wicked uh, foe of death and, and hell. And so I just think, uh, as you realize that with his uh, work, his academic achievements, he's now an adjunct professor of apologetics at Biola University, which is the Harvard, I think, today of Christian study. Uh, I think it's amazing what God has done. And of course, I, I could go in and list all the other books by J. Warner Wallace. And I, I think I'll, I'll just mention humorously, he, he was known as Jim Wallace, 
and he was actually on staff with our friend Greg Kokel. Um, and that was kind of a funny thing that when he was publishing this book, uh, Greg Kokel suggested that he actually switch his name. He said, what? Well, you know, there's another Jim Wallace. You might be confused with the other <laughs> Jim Wallace. And kind of a little bit of a slightly leaning left-wing uh, evangelical author. And so he says, what's your middle name? Well, Warner. And he says, well, instead of James W. Uh, Wallace or Jim Wallace, why don't you go J. Warner? And J. Warner <laughs> Wallace said, problem solved. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That I knew they had a connection. Yeah, so, yeah. So the, they, they were close together, and he wanted to kind of branch out on his own and with a very strong endorsement and encouragement of Greg Kokel, he did branch off and, of course, develop his own ministry. And it was really mentored by Greg Kokel whose work, of course, is, is itself spectacular. So I would say that's my first weapon, uh, my first macro tool that I'm just trying to put on the, the front burner here. Let me just mention uh, a couple other uh, very, very helpful key tools that are uh, important not to forget about. And one would be, of course, besides our webinars, which I already mentioned, that are uh, like very current, very much now tools, uh, we actually have a video series that are available. Uh, this is maybe old news for some of you, maybe new news for some. But the Illustra Media, uh, wonderful ministry that brought about the original three DVDs. These are hour-long science documentaries. Uh, the first one being Unlocking the Mystery of Life. The second one being The Privileged Planet. And the third DVD being Darwin's Dilemma subtitled The Mystery of the Cambrian Fossil Record. And so we have an opening DVD that, that overviews the entire case for design, including the work of Michael Behe, including the work of Stephen Meyer and Bill Dembski, and how you detect design in a physical system. We have the, the follow-up of the second one, The Privileged Planet, uh, narrated by the famous Hollywood actor John Rice Davies. Uh, who, of course, Gimli the Dwarf uh, is the most famous role he plays in, in the trilogy that, by Tolkien. But, but John Rhys Davies does a, a masterpiece job in the privileged planet and the fine-tuning of the universe and the work of especially of Gonzalez and Jay Richards. And then the third one, which is a beyond uh, five-star uh, production, Darwin's Dilemma, is uh, beautifully uh, not only photographed, you know, and the the um, videography is outstanding. The digital representation of Cambrian sea crit critters, some of them we might say are sea monsters, is so amazing and fascinating. My students just love to see the the scenes of Darwin's dilemma, which shows how and where and why the Cambrian fossil explosion is the ultimate death blow to a relaxed acceptance of Darwinian theory. But of course, the people from Illustra Media didn't stop there. They continued on and they did a redo and, and, and the next generation you might think of, uh, of the origin of life issue and that's called Origin. Unlocking the Mystery of Life is the subtitle, but Origin is a masterpiece on the origin of life issue. And then, of course, we have the trilogy that they produced uh, on the work of Lee Strobel, The Case for Creation, The Case for Christ, and The Case for Faith. Those are fabulous tools. 
Uh, each of these, uh, in general, is about an hour. Uh, occasionally, they may go a few minutes over an hour. But then the last trilogy that they brought out in the decade uh, most recently was uh, a trilogy on the things in nature that grab our attention in a unique way. Flight, the genius of birds, metamorphosis, which is the beauty and design of butterflies, and then living waters, and that's design in the oceans of the earth. So living waters, metamorphosis, and flight. I'm actually having my evening class at Trinity College watch one of those with some friends, or it could be some fellow, you know, my, or some, whether it be fellow Christians or skeptics, but just some friends uh, that could potentially be impacted. And I think that we forget that, you know, we can have people in for um, maybe a slice of pizza or a cookie or a cup of coffee. Uh, just have a little, you know, watching party uh, when it comes to these brilliantly produced films from Illustra Media. And so that brings me to the modern day source that it would be the intelligent design equivalent of our New York Times on the Internet. In other words, and I'm, and I'm using that as an example of a world-renowned newspaper. We all know the political leanings of the New York Times. But I'm referring it to um, to that name as kind of the um, the highly touted, or at least historically, so 50, 100 years ago, uh, you know, the the newspaper record. Well, there is a newspaper record on, let's say, the intelligent design topic that is the best of the best. Actually, there's maybe a tie for first place. So let me mention two of these. And these two amazing sources are both very, very timely because they keep up with the news in a way that none of us could ever hope to. They have a staff and maybe about 30 helpers, like writers, researchers, who are uh, just issuing, um, you know, submitting articles all the time. So in any given day, you may have anywhere from one or two or three or five rich exciting, cutting-edge, newsworthy articles on things related to the case for creation and the case for intelligent design. So are we ready? Ready we to go. We have our digital um, you know, iPad, iPod, or something ready to record this. So uh, the first one is Evolution News. Run the two words together and then follow it by a .org, .org, evolutionnews.org. And that is the main newsroom, if you will, of Discovery Institute. I go there with great frequency, I would say virtually every day, just to see what's been happening. And the other one is CREV, C-R-E-V, dot info, uh, produced by Dave Coppage, our friend we've had on the program here many times. And Dave Coppage does a masterful job, you know, as a kind of a one-man editor-writer collector of great uh, contributions from others in the world of intelligent design. Uh, I will go ahead and add that there are, of course, beyond these two sources, many other fine um, web uh, sources that will keep you up to date on everything that's happening of real great importance. So this other line of resource is really a, uh, a professor, or should I say, a lady professor of first rank 
at one of our great Christian universities. Um, I just want everyone to be aware of what God has done through the writings of Nancy Piercy. Some of you have perhaps read um, her book, Total Truth, uh, or other book, uh, Saving Leonardo. But I want to talk about her newest book. I mean, when I say newest book, it's just a couple years out, very, very fresh. And uh, at the, um, I think it was at the end of 2017 when it was released. But that's, uh, as books go, that's still fairly recent. And I did not have a chance to read it until just this last month. And so Saving Leonardo was great. Total Truth was great. But I'll say that uh, Love Thy Body is just a unique book because I'm holding it in my hands right now. Love Thy Body is perhaps the most powerful single book critiquing the secular view of human personhood, the secular view of abortion and euthanasia putting to dead old uh, death uh, older people who maybe I don't you know they don't have a desire to live anymore in places like Holland you can just say oh, okay I want to be euthanized can you give me a shot and just kill me and and the, and the doctor will say okay and then the person dies um, to think that we would come to a place like that in our society is just very it's gravely disturbing it's shocking and it's a sign of how far we've gone from the biblical worldview. But in such topics as gender dysphoria or gender um, change and um, homosexuality and, and the whole world of, you know, what does it mean to be an actual person? Um, this book is head and shoulders. It's like moving from a three-story building to a 250-story skyscraper, the tallest in the world. I'm reading what, what appears on the back from my, our friend Dr. Robert George, professor of jurisprudence at Princeton University, and he says this, liberal secularist ideology rests on a mistake, and Nancy Piercy, in her terrific new book, puts her finger right on it. In embracing abortion, euthanasia, homosexual conduct and relationships, transgenderism and the like, liberal secularism is philosophically as well as theologically untenable. And then I won't read, read all the other like off the chart blurbs, but I'm having my students read the book. I'm reading it with them. I knew already it was a really good book, but I'm saying that this is uh, on these issues in the issues of transgenderism, in the issues of homosexuality and abortion and um, uh, you know, premarital sex, uh, the schizoid sexual um, world that separates uh, the act of sex from relationships. It's just insanity, times insanity. But it's been diagnosed and, and brought to public view that the core problem is that the body is separated from the person. But God made us a total person. So in Romans 12, 1, it doesn't say present your heart and mind. It says present your body as a living sacrifice. Because when you present your body as a living sacrifice, the whole shooting match, the totality of the integrated person 
body, soul, and spirit, or body with soul, spirit, if you want to view them as the same thing, is, to, is together presented to God. If you haven't done that, today would be a great day before you even pick up these tools, is to first of all present your body a living sacrifice to the King of Kings uh, who died for you and rose again and provided abundant evidence that we're sinking our teeth into right now. God bless you. Back to you, Nick. Please let us know if you do put your faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, And if you have any questions or comments, please do not hesitate to send us an email at information at apologetics.org. That is information at apologetics.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here next week on The Universe Next Door. You've been listening to The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward, sponsored by the C.S. Lewis Society and Trinity College of Florida and supported through the gifts of listeners just like you. To gather resources, continue the conversation, and support The Universe Next Door with your financial gifts, go to apologetics.org. That's apologetics.org. And join us again next time as we continue to seek the truth about life, faith, and worldview in the universe next door.